until Wednesday night. By the way, praise the Lord, I remember this. Pastor Corey and Pastor Amber, they're on a mission trip in Mexico City. And Pastor Cody actually preaching along with Dr. Jacobs this morning. He sends his love to each one of you. And he can't wait to see you on Wednesday night. So I encourage you to come Wednesday night. Be here by 6.45. Amen. And he wants to see you. And Pastor Amber would like to see you. So come on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And uh, let's pray for him. I believe, I don't know what is the time frame there. Or, uh, same time, probably, you know, we'll just pray. Father, let's join with me. In Jesus' name, thank you, God, for giving thy divine utterance for Pastor Cody and for Dr. Jacobs. We thank you, God, that they'll be bold and your utterance will flow freely in that service. And we thank you, Father, that people will receive thy word and glorify you. And may your word have free course in Mexico City because of them. And we thank you for backing them up with your signs and wonders. And everybody will be refreshed. And I thank you that your angels are bringing them back safely. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, let's go all the way to the Genesis, all the way, all the way to Genesis, which is easy to find, Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, starting from verse 1, Genesis chapter 1, starting from verse 1, and here the Bible says, I'm going to read in uh, New Living, uh, in New American Standard Bible as well as Amplified together. The Bible says in New NASB, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In verse 2, the Bible also says, the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen? Amen. And I'm going to read in Amplified. In the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and an empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. And the Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the surface over the face of the waters. And God said in verse 3, let there be light, and there was light. Amen? And notice, if you, if, you, if you notice here, there was darkness on the face of the earth. Everything was chaos, everything was not organized, and the darkness was, was, was on one side, and also the Bible says in verse 2, at the same time, the Spirit of God is hovering and moving on the surface of the deep, right? But notice this, nothing happened. There was darkness on the face of the deep, there was the Spirit of God on the face of the deep, but notice, nothing changed anything. Nothing came into existence. Uh, it was same thing. It was same thing. But notice what, Jesus, what God said in verse 3. Let there be light. Let there be light. As soon as he said, bam, what happened? What happened? 
the light of God came into existence, right? And it has separated the darkness and there was organization. There was no chaos and there was nothing formless there because God spoke something in the midst of darkness. Amen? And one thing I want to challenge you this morning and, and make, it, uh, make it practical in your life. It doesn't matter. Whatever you need, nothing will change. Nothing will change until you speak. Until you speak, not some junk, not what the doctor is saying, not what the TV is saying, not what your circumstance is saying, but you need to speak the word of God. The light of God in your circumstance so that there'll be some organization. So there'll be some light. There'll be some, there'll be some things forming in your life which you have never seen before. Do you want to see some things forming in your life? In your family? In your marriages? In your finances? In our city? In our region? You know, we have a job to do. We have a job to do. But notice, you know, you, many times we wonder why God is not doing anything or why we don't see things happening. But notice, the point is on our side. The Bible says nothing changed in, in verse 2. Because there was darkness, there was the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit, at the same time, simultaneously. But nothing changed, nothing came into existence until God opened his mouth and said, let there be light in this situation. Let there be light in these deep waters. Let there be light in this darkness. Amen? So I, I challenge you from the Word of God this morning, you know, I, I, I encourage you, don't be content where you are. Don't be discouraged where you are. Or don't just think like, you know, I'm going to go through motions in life. Or wonder, uh, I don't, I'm just, I'm just going to hold on. You're not going to hold on to anything. Nothing is going to help you anything until Jesus comes back. Until you hold on to the life of God, the plan of God, and His light in your situation so things can change. Amen? Amen. Things can change in your family. Things can form in your family, especially in your mind. You know why some people are affected and why you don't see things happening? You know why? This is because the, the, the Spirit of God is telling me to tell you this because you need to let this word transform your mind, your thinking, and your saying so things can form in your life. Amen? You know, if I can say this, I'm going to say it because, you know what? I'm an evangelist. <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm a straight shooter. I don't, I don't play games. You know, can I tell you? You're sitting on this church pew more than me, some of you. Right? And you know better. And you know how to hear from God better. And you know how to believe God better. And I challenge you and I encourage you from the word of God, let things change. Let things form in your life, in your family, in your marriages, in your finances. For your lost ones, the prodigals are going to come. The prodigals are going to come as we believe God. In stuff, you know, what good are you getting? You keep on talking what the enemy is doing. What good are you getting? Are you gaining anything? When people talk about, well, I'm broke. Well, you know, things are bad. 
Well, this is how it is. I don't know what to do. Well, you know what? That, that's the time you need to speak what the, what the Bible says. You need to bring light of God into that circumstance. So things will change in your life. Amen? And let's continue to the Gospel John chapter 1. Gospel John chapter 1. You know that there is something going on uh, in, 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 in McCracken County, especially in the city of Paducah. In the city of Paducah, some things are changing. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, the, the LGBT movement, you know, they're going to have a, they're calling that one as a pride walk. But, uh, you know, the, the, whatever they're going to do. But on August 24th, they're going to have a pride walk. Uh, and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And uh, people are worried. Some people are concerned. And, uh, you know, and uh, wondering why these things are happening. And, uh, you know, I got an invitation to go and speak. But I said, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hold on to that. I'm not going to go at this moment. But you know what? The Lord opened a door. The Lord opened a door under John Perry Bridge. Under John Perry Bridge. Uh, a Presbyterian church have asked me and come and preach revival under the bridge of John Perry Bridge on August 25th, 26th, and 27th. And there is a community of 13,000 people live there. Most of them are unchurched people. They live in darkness and uh, they don't know uh, the light of God. And I believe the best way the church can demonstrate the light of God is to go and have a church together. Go and have a church together and believe God for the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Instead of going and fighting them in the city council, it's not going to work out. But we can do two things as a body of Christ. We can pray together and we can go together and have church together and believe God for great things to happen. Amen? Amen. Believe God for great things to happen. And that's how, that's how the Lord opened the door in Ballard County. You know, I've been believing God for a long time to do a tent revival. And the Lord opened the door. The city of Wycliffe has cooperated with the plan of God. And they opened, the, they, they gave us some supplies. They, uh, they helped us with uh, fireworks and hamburgers and hot dogs. And the churches came together and... Uh, and what, what the Lord did at the Wycliffe Revival, uh, it, it's tremendous because today the churches came together in unity. And because of that, there was one man and his family, they were de he was demon-possessed and he was throwing up if he eats any meat, especially hamburger meat. And uh, he lost 40 pounds and he was abusing his family. He don't have a job. And, uh, and they approached three different pastors, but nobody went to reach to him. And I had the opportunity to go along with a couple of other pastors from different denominations. And we, we went there and we prayed and we ministered to this man. And he and his family, they came to revival every night at the Wycliffe. And they were there every night. Monday night, they gave their life to Jesus. And on Thursday night, we cooked the 600 hamburgers and 300 hot dogs to celebrate July 4th. And his wife told me, my husband ate four hamburgers and he never threw it up. Amen. Amen. And today he's taking his family to church and he found a job and he's gaining his weight back. And God did great things. Amen. People came from Wyatt, Missouri. People came from Olive, Olive, Olive Branch, Illinois, Southern Illinois. People came from Hickman County, Marshall County. And, uh, and we had a great time at the hill. 
at the hill, at, at the cross, the reason I'm sharing, the darkness cannot comprehend the light of God. But you know what? We need to step out. We need to step out and go because we carry the light of God in us and we need to go so that the, the Bible, Jesus actually said in the Gospels that the kingdom of God is within you. Amen? The kingdom of God is within you. So wherever you go, the kingdom of God is going there. Amen? So wherever you go, things can change as you speak, as you remind yourself that I have the light of God in my life. And I, I can, I, I, this situation can change. This situation can turn around. And God can form some things out of formless things. Amen? So we need to believe God that. And you know, they, they told me this, this, this. I'm just giving a report. They said, never in Ballard County. They never had any turnout like that at the cross. You know, they had sunrise services on Easter Sunday mornings, but they never had that many people showed up. On the last day, we had more than 500 people came to the hill. Nobody wants to leave. And everybody were there, and they were all united. And we had, we had several people healed from depression, several people here delivered from alcohol and sex abuse, and, uh, you know, God did great things. God did great things. But what I'm saying here is we need to do something practically to see those things happen. You know, you sit in your pews and you talk about it. Nothing will change until we step out and believe God for things to change. Believe God for things to change. Amen? So that's my, that's my challenge to you this morning. But let's turn to uh, John chapter 1. John chapter 1, um, John chapter 1, it's 1142, I have not really come to the <laughs> meat of the sermon, <laughs> 1142, John chapter 1, starting from verse 1, the Bible says, I'm going to read an Amplified Bible, John chapter 1, starting from verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, beginning before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was present originally with God. And notice in verse 3, All things were made and came into existence through Him. Amen? You are made and you are in existence because God has created you. Amen? And not, not even one thing made that has not been, uh, came into being. And notice this in verse 4. In him, in Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men and women, if I can say that. Darkness has never overpowered it, but it, it out and absorb it and it appropriate and it's unreceptive to the light of God. Amen? So in Jesus, we have life, and the life of God is the light for you and I. And if there is somebody who needs to give your life to Jesus this morning, you need this light in your life. You need this life and the light of God in your life to turn situations around. And also the Bible says, the light shines on in the darkness. And the darkness has never comprehended or overpowered the light of God. Amen? Amen? The darkness cannot comprehend the light of God in your life. 
right? In your situation, in discouragement, the light of God can shine. In brokenness, the light of God can shine. In, 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 in unable to pay bills, the light of God can shine with the revelation of God so that you can hold on to the revelation that God is able. God is able and He's going to give me freely and graciously. When you have that kind of revelation in your spirit, not in your mind, not in your mind, but in your spirit, things are going to form which you have not seen before. Amen? Things are going to form which you have not seen before. So I encourage you, I challenge you from the word of God. You might be doing everything what you know, but it's time to step up. It's time to step up and go to the next level in the, in, in, in the word of God. In the revelation of God, in the authority of Jesus Christ, in the dominion of Jesus Christ. And we, wherever we go, to Walmart, to Kroger's, to gas stations, to restaurants, to public schools, you know, where, to the airport. You need to believe God that I have the kingdom of God is going with me and the light of God is in me and the darkness cannot comprehend the light of God in me. Amen. The darkness cannot comprehend the light of God in me. So I, I challenge you and I encourage you, you know, believe God beyond what you're believing right now. And walk in, a, walk, walk in a room you have never walked before. That room is available for you. You know, as soon as you turn on a light in a room, you know, you, you can see everything in that room. And you can go anywhere in that room because you have that light to guide you, Right? So you have the light of God inside of you and wherever you go, wherever God is directing your steps, the plan of God for you, you can, you can, you can overcome, you can step on and you can believe God and you can walk through. You can walk through and believe God for a breakthrough in your life. Amen? So, you know, in 2015, my wife and I, we were on a trip to India for mission work and we were pregnant with our... Uh, with, with, our, uh, with our second one, Alithia, uh, we were three months pregnant. We went on the trip and we were preaching around. And one of the places we went to preach, this was a remote area. There was not much going on in, the, in this area. And there was a church outside the city, but we had to go through the city. And they're all uh, idol worships and temples and demonic activities. You can sense, I can sense as we were going through. And this one church outside the city, they have one light bulb and they worship Jesus every week in a small room, maybe not as big as, uh, not, not as big as uh, the kitchen, not as big as the kitchen. There are 70 people, there were 70 people worshiping Jesus in the church. And I preached, I gave an altar call, and, uh, and there was a lady, she was yelling and screaming, and uh, I told the lady to calm down, but she was not listening. So my wife and I, we went up to her and told, her, told this lady, you need to calm down because I'm ministering, and you can be silent, but she was not listening, and uh, you know... Uh, I, I sense there's an evil spirit harassing her, not only her, but she's disturbing the service. So, you know what, I, I could have did this. You know what, who wants to deal with this stuff right now? My wife is three months pregnant. 
My son is only four years old. I'm away uh, from my city, and I'm somewhere in the remote area, and there is not much going on here. I could have been safe. I could have thought, you know what, let's pack up, uh, you know, just go to the, go, go, let's go home. But you know what? God showed me something. I never did this before. The, I, 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 walked to, I walked up to that lady, and I said, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you come out of her. In Jesus' name. And I rebuke you, spirit, not to disturb the service and leave her. And I plead the blood of Jesus upon this lady, Chelsea and I. As soon as I did that, you know, she fell on the floor. She fell on the floor and her, her countenance have changed and she was normal and she became silent and we had a great service that night. Many people were free from depression and anxiety and, uh, and, and worry. And God set people free that night. But I had to do something in that darkness. I had to do something in the midst of that commotion uh, and uh, chaos that I cannot be silent. I had to go and demonstrate the light of God. Demonstrate the light of God practically so things can change and people can benefit by the word of God. Amen? So the darkness has never overpowered the light of God. Amen? Amen. So I want you to go to 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. We're going uh, uh, we're gonna, to we're gonna read some things. We're going to read some things. 2 Kings chapter 7, starting from verse 1. And I want to, sh- I want to sh- encourage you, uh, pay attention. What's going on in 2 Kings chapter 6? In 2 Kings chapter 6... The nation of Israel is under attack, and there was darkness, there was discouragement, there was no food in, in, in that city, and even the king were, don't have any confidence, and the king was discouraged, he don't know what to do, because the Arameans, the enemies, they surrounded the whole city, nobody cannot go outside, nobody able to find any food, and you know what they're doing? They're killing their own animals and children and eating. That was the situation going on in 2 Kings chapter 6. And notice what's happening in 2 Kings chapter 7, starting from verse 1. The Bible says, then Elisha said, listen to the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. In the midst of darkness, can you, do you have boldness? Do you have, do you have guts to say and say, hey, let's see what the Bible is saying here. Can you pray in an in a unknown, in a, in a unknown atmosphere where there's darkness, where nobody really uh, cares for prayer or believing in God? Can you go there and say, hey, let's see what this Bible can do. Let's see what this God can do. Let me pray with you. Let me see what this God can turn around for you. Amen? And this is what Eliza said. Elisha, he went And he said, listen to the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow by this time, a measure of fine flour will be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Notice what happened. There are some people. There are some people in the body of Christ. There might be some people in your families, in your marriage. There'll be some people like this guy. The royal officer on whose hand the king was leaning answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, could this thing be? 
than what Elisha said. He said, behold, you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat of it. Amen? So the royal officer, uh, he's, the, he's the right-hand guy to the king. When the, when the man of God comes and tells you something, you need to believe God. You need to believe God beyond your natural circumstance. Instead of saying, you think God can do this for me? And notice there was no mercy for this fellow because he's in, the, he's in, the, he's in that kingdom for a long time. And he's a grown-up, he's a mature. So he knows better not to talk nonsense. When the man of God is speaking, when God is speaking, especially when God is speaking and this man is representing the word of God, you need to pay attention. You need to pay attention, right? And notice how Elisha replied to him. He said, behold, you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat of it. Amen? In verse 3, notice, now there were four lepers, leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, why do we sit here until we die? Notice, they could have stayed there because leprosy people in those times, they cannot enter into the city because they're considered unclean and they were outside the city. They don't have food to eat. They were just waiting because they, they never know if the Arameans will come and attack and they might be killed. But they made a decision that day. They made a decision that day and they said, hey, why do why we need to sit here at the city gates and die? Yeah. You know, most of you can have some boldness in you and say, why my family has to be like this? Why my city has to be like this? And you can get up and make a bold statement and rely upon the word of God and God can change things for you. Amen. God can change things for you. So in verse 4, they said, If we say we will enter the city, then the famine is in the city, and we will die. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore, come, let us go over to the camp of Arameans, and if they spare us, we will live, and if they kill us, we will die. So they only had, a, they had three conclusions. If we cannot go into the city because there's famine, there's no food. You know, if we see, sit here at the city gates, we're going to die anyway. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, why don't we go into the enemy's camp? Why don't we go into the enemy's camp? And if they spare us, we will live and we'll have something to eat. You know, that's being, that's being bold there. You know, they made a decision in their situation. They didn't sit at the city gates. They didn't cry for themselves or they didn't uh, worry about why the king is not making a decision, why there is not food for us to eat, but they made a decision that day in their situation, right? And we can make a decision every day. As you get up from your bed, as you look at your situation, your circumstances, your needs, whatever is going on, the light of God is there. The Spirit of God is there hovering and brooding in that situation, moving in that situation. But you have to do something like these four lepers. You have to do something. You need to make a decision according to the Bible and say, you know what? Bless God, I'm not going to sit like this. Bless God, I'm not going to live like this. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go. And I'm going to believe God. And I'm going to see a breakthrough in my life. Amen? breakthrough in my life and this is what they did you know they went in verse 5 so they, they arose at the twilight to go to the camp of Arameans when they came to the outskirts of the camp of the Arameans behold there was no one there 
For the Lord has caused the army of Arameans to hear a sound of chariots and a sound of horses, even the sound of great army, so th th that they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of Hittites and the kings of Egyptians to come upon us. Therefore, they arose and fled in the twilight. It's right before they left. Right before they made a decision to go to the enemy's camp, at the same time, God did a breakthrough for them. God did a breakthrough for them because they were not satisfied. They were not content. They said, you know what? We're going to get up and go to the enemy's camp. Yeah. Amen? And when we're going to stand and say, bless God, it's time for my prodigals to come home. Bless God, it's time for my city. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to pray in the spirit. I'm going to stand my ground in the spirit. You know why? Uh, you know what? We know something that uh, some, some other uh, uh, brothers and sisters doesn't know in Christ. We know how to occupy our place in the spirit. And we're not doing it. We're not occupying our place in the spirit. That's the only way we can change first. Our atmosphere, our circumstances, our family. And when we occupy our place in the spirit, things are going to change. Things are going to change in, 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 in the spirit realm. And when we go to work for Jesus practically, things are going to change in the natural. Amen? So if we can do these two things, things are going to change. In our family, in our community, in, in our nation. But we need to occupy our place in the spirit. Amen? And if with these guys, with the knowledge they had, they said, you know what, let's go and see what the enemies will do. And because of their action, God has turned their situation around. Because they did an action, and because they, they went in the twilight at the same time, there was a breakthrough for them, and there was nobody in the enemy's camp. Everything was left alone for them. Amen? And we need to step up. We need to step up in believing God, in praying, in, 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 in receiving from God, and in giving to His kingdom, to, to His house. We need to step up in our areas. We have responsibility. Amen? You know, you're the watchman on the tower, watching. And if you're not doing a good job, you're losing. Amen? Things are creeping in your family. Do you know that? Things are creeping in our city, in our nation, because we're not doing what we're supposed to do. Right? We think pastor will do everything. He'll do what he can do. But what about you? You have authority. You have dominion. You have the light of God. So why don't we stand up? Why don't we fight a good fight of faith? Why don't we stand on the watch, as a watchman on the tower, as a, as a man in the gap, and believe God for breakthroughs in our lives? Amen? Amen? Because the darkness has never comprehended the light of God. Right? You know, that can become a revelation and you can fight a good fight of faith and you can stand your ground. You can stand your ground. And notice what happened in verse 7. Therefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents with horses, donkeys, even the camp just as it was and fled for their life. When these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they entered one tent and ate and drank and carried from there silver, gold, and clothes and went and hid them. 
And they returned and entered another tent and carried from there also and went and hid them. And they said to one another, notice this, they said to one another in verse 9, we are not doing right. This is the day of good news. This is the day of good news. How many of you can say that if you have, how many of you can say boldly that you have Jesus in your life? Can you raise up your hands? If you have Jesus in your life, I want to challenge you and encourage you from the word of God. We shouldn't be keeping silent. We shouldn't be keeping ourselves and storing up in our spirit. But we should be taking the good news of Jesus outside the church walls. You know, you and I know better than, uh, than some of the churches in this region, right? And we are keeping it for ourselves. We're keeping the healing message. The redemption message uh, and, uh, and the prosperity message. We're, 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 we're not being effective in the spirit as we should be. But we should, we should step up. And we should go. We should go and see what the Lord can do. When you go out. You know for them when they went out to the enemy's camp. At the same time the Lord turned their situation. The enemies left everything. Horses, donkeys, gold, silver, food. Everything as it was. The enemy could, didn't take anything. Amen. The enemy didn't take anything. Do you, do you believe that God can restore things in your life? Do you believe that God can restore things beyond what you have lost? You know, but we have a job to do. We need to go practically and demonstrate and believe God that things will change. Like how these four lepers. You know, four guys. These are four unwanted people. They cannot go into the city. And nobody really cares for them. But these are the four ones changing the course of a nation. Four lepers. Four unwanted people. They changed the course of the nation. You know why? They, they didn't just sit there in their situation. They got up. They got up and they went. And when they went, God was in business to help them. God is at work. You know, you know, that's what I believe. When I go to work, Jesus helps me. When I go to work for him, he backs me up with his signs and wonders. You know, with the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm not just sitting here and thinking like, you know, what I'm going to do in this situation. But I believed God and God opened the door to preach a revival right after this pride, pride walk. And that's, that's how I believe God and God opens doors. Amen. That's how I believed God and God opened a door in Ballard County. And there are more things coming I'll share with you later on uh, when we meet again next time. In Jesus' name. But notice here, you know, they said in verse 9, this is a day of good news, but we are keeping silent. If we wait until morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now therefore come, let us go and tell the king's household. Amen? And I'm going to stop here for a minute. We have the good news of Jesus Christ. We have the redemption of Jesus Christ. We have the healing message of Jesus Christ. We have, to a certain extent, the knowledge and revelation of the authority we have in Jesus Christ. And we have an opportunity, great opportunity, to pray in the Spirit. What we're doing. What we're doing with these great things God has given to us. Are we using them to the fullest extent? Are we using them to the fullest extent? 
you know, do you want to do something great in your time? Do you want to do something great or do you just want to be busy with whatever you're doing and, you know, just go to your grave? You know, I heard uh, uh, there, there, was a, there, 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 there was a quote on John Wesley. John Wesley was one of the uh, people God used uh, 100 years ago. He, he, he rode on horseback. He rode on horseback until he was 82, I believe. And he preached more than uh, 430 sermons uh, riding on the horseback as a circuit rider. And uh, when his doctor told him to slow down, he said, I cannot slow down. I need to go and preach the gospel. And, uh, and John Wesley, you know, when he died, he, uh, they, they wrote on his grave. This is what they wrote on his grave. This, uh, he said, uh, you know, God buries his men, but his work carries on. God buries his men, but his work carries on, right? So the move of God, the, the revival of God, the demonstration of the Holy Spirit doesn't end when a man of God goes home. It carries on, but we need to step up. We need to be the watchman on the tower. We need to run and take the baton and run in your family so that it, you can sow a seed for the next generation. Amen? Instead of just being satisfied where you are, I encourage you to step up and fight a good fight of faith because nothing will change because the Spirit of God is hovering right now. The Holy Spirit is hovering right now. But things won't change. Things won't change in your life until you speak, until you step up, until you go to that situation so you will see the demonstration of the Holy Spirit working in that situation. Amen? So let's not keep the good news for ourselves. Let's not, you know, just think like, you know, things will change, but we need to step up and go. If four lepers, unwanted people, can change the course of a nation because God has turned situation around, God can do it for you, God, for, God can do it for you, and he can do it for us as we go to work for him. Amen? As we go to work for him. So I challenge you. I encourage you. You know, we are a spirit-filled church. You know, we know better, and we need to do a good job with what God is doing here, what you're receiving every week from the Word of God. I challenge and I encourage you to step up because the darkness cannot overpower the light of God. Amen? So I, I ask you to close your eyes. It's 1206. It's 1206. And uh, I want you to close your eyes and check your heart. Make sure you're right with God. Make sure all the doors are closed so that God can speak to you this morning. God can speak to you this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. I praise you, God. As those four lepers, out of their situation, got up and went forward, you changed things for them. Father, we know more, and we are learning more from thy word every week, and we have your authority in us, we have your healing message in us, and we have your providence message in us, and we have your light in us, and your Holy Spirit helping us. And help us, Lord, help this, help this church 
that we're going to be continually a beacon of light in this region. There will be a light wherever we go. Wherever we go, Father, may you back us up with your light that things will change, circumstances will change, and the prodigals will come home, and strongholds will be broken, needs will be met, because you're able, Father. You're able. And there are some people here this morning, this afternoon, you need to make some adjustments. You need to close the doors to the enemy. And you need to speak over your situations consistently, not just one or two days or a week. You need to speak consistently and walk and believe God that things will change for you. The light of God will change things for you. Things, some things will form right now. I pray and I prophesy by the unction of the Holy Spirit. Some things are going to form which have not been formed in your life. If you obey God and make adjustments. And if that's you, raise your hand. I'm going to believe with you. You know, you need to close the door. You need to close the door. You can put your hands down. You need to close the door and let God help you to make those adjustments. Don't let offense come. Don't let bitterness come. Don't be satisfied where you are. Be more hungry for God. Be more hungry for His Word. And don't be troubled in your mind. You have the light of God. And you can change your destiny like those four lepers did when you go to work for Jesus every day. Thank you, Father, for helping these people who raise their hands. I'm believing with them, Father. Things are changing. Things are changing and you're forming things for them, Father. In their marriage, in their body, in their mind, in their circumstances, in their finances. I thank you, Father. Things are changing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Anybody here that you need to recommit your life to Jesus this morning? You need to recommit your life to Jesus this morning. You know, your, your, your one leg is in the church, your other leg is in the world. You need to stop playing games. Is anybody here like that? Raise up your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Hallelujah. And it's not time to play games. We need to fully consecrate ourselves to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Sister Joy, if you would sing that song again, that Jesus song, we're going to close with that. As you stand up, I'm going to pray. And whenever this sister finishes that song, that will be your invitation to go home.
And come back on Wednesday. Pastor Chris will be here looking for you. And he wants to see you. Anybody who's watching on live stream, God bless you. Make a commitment for Jesus. Make adjustments in the Lord Jesus this morning, this afternoon. And occupy your, your place in the Spirit. That's how we're going to change things. And that's how God is going to move. Father, I thank you for the opportunity. I thank you that your word is bearing fruit in the hearts of people who heard today. And I give you all the glory and honor. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Heavenly Father. And may you bless them and protect them. And uh, it's going to be a turnaround for them. In the right around the corner. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let's sing this song and we'll go home.